0: Movie Date is supported by the Movie Music Stream at yourclassical.org. Soundtracks for every moment of the day and features that complement your listening experience. Movies at yourclassical.org.
1: Kristen, if you had the chance, would you go back and be young again?
0: Hold on, you don't think I'm young right now?
1: That's, you You want me to just start this whole thing all over? <laughs> I just put my foot right into it. Didn't I? We
0: can just keep going, Rafer. Wow. I get it. I'm I'm half your age and you still think I'm old. <laughs> I'm not really half your age. Like what is there, like six or seven years between us? Something like that. Yeah. Feels
1: like but you know these little these little little differences make a big difference sometimes, right? Six you know, six years or whatever it is between us. You know, our 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 references are off. Our cultural
0: references no, are slightly not. off. They no, are. I totally know who. Um, what is that guy that you liked that you were a big fan of? Um, the Captain and Tennille. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I love I love all that stuff. Just kidding. I love your Total, generation. Totally kidding. Just <laughs> totally kidding. But no, would you want to go back and? Be young, old man.
1: <laughs> mm, boy, I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of good things to be said about it, a lot of bad things to be said about it. I'll say like that I feel like I was
0: maybe more, I mean, maybe less likely to trip and fall, but maybe that's not true. Maybe I actually, <laughs> I'm just wondering if my body, if I was in control of my body a little bit more when I was like 20.
1: If you tripped and fell back then, it would be much easier to, to recover, recover yeah. than it would be now.
0: Yeah, Now say...
1: tripping and falling seems really like sort of almost fatal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you kind of think, man, I could really do myself some damage if I tripped and fell now.
0: I think you're right. I think that's what the biggest problem is: is just like the body just does not want to recover like it used to. yeah, no. so
1: when you're young, you've got you know you've got uh, you've got more flexible, rubbery rubberier bones, um, but you don't know
0: anything. You're horrible at dating. You're, you're horrible, horrible at, at relationships. You're horrible at,
1: Actually, most things except for How perhaps to sports. Conduct
0: yourself at jobs. Oh like, God! You know, just a lot of stuff at. That age is
1: yeah. like, ugh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll be talking about a couple movies that have to do with being young and being old. Are there lessons we can learn from the old? Are there lessons we can learn Hold on. From You're the old.
0: Young? I'm old. <laughs> well, that's what I'm I saying. Can learn can I learn lessons from you every day, Rafe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn lessons from the young. <laughs> they keep my heart alive. <laughs> We're talking about The Longest Ride. It's the new Nicholas Sparks adaptation and... While We're Young,
0: which is the latest film from Noah Baumbach. And we have Kristen Stewart on later in the show because she's talking about another young versus old movie, The Clouds of Sils Maria with Juliette Binoche. And she's actually young. She's a young person. (laughs) She sure is. She's, She's just a young little spry thing. She sure is. All right. Before we
1: get to all that. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday.
0: And I'm Kristen Mines, our culture producer for The Takeaway, and this is Movie Date.
2: Not getting any younger, and so I wonder, when will I say goodnight? Not getting any younger, and so I wonder, when will I say goodnight?
1: Okay, Kristen... We're going to talk about The Longest Ride. This is the latest adaptation of a Nicholas Sparks novel. It's, uh, you know, if you, if you if you know Nicholas Sparks, you know what you're getting into here. The Notebook, uh, Dear John, help me out.
0: Safe Haven.
1: Safe Haven, There's thank you. There's going to you. be
0: love. There's going to be lessons about love from maybe an unexpected source that that's may right. be an older wise person, that may be a supernatural twist.
1: Oh, that's right. Don't forget the supernatural twist. Yeah. Well, in this case... We have a younger couple played by Scott Eastwood, son of Clint, mm-hmm. and uh, Britt Robertson. Uh, he is a rodeo writer. She is an art loving student in North Carolina, a sorority girl. They meet at a rodeo and fall in love, but the relationship has some difficulties. They also meet uh, through circumstance. Uh, uh, Clint, the, uh, Scott Eastwood's character pulls a man from a, a burning car. He's crashing his Alan car. Alan Alda. That man happens to be Alan Alda, who's playing Ira Levinson. Uh, And he tells them the story about his romance when he was younger in the World War II era with Ruth uh, Levinson, played by Una Chaplin, uh, granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin. Here's a clip. Hey, Ruth, I I need to ask you something.
2: Wait. I want a big family, a really big family. Everything that's going on now, I feel this need, this responsibility to bring life back into the world. Sounds perfect. You can ask me now.
0: Now, now there's one other character here that we should mention. The young Ira, he is played by Jack Houston, who is of the Angelica Houston family. He
1: is the nephew so, of uh, of Danny Houston, I yeah, think. Yes. So
0: this this movie is just filled with all sorts of not known offspring of very famous people. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well,
1: now Scotty's been around in a few things. It's small, very small roles. Fury. He was an in Invictus. And Una Chaplin uh, has also been in a few things. She's been on Game of Thrones. She's had a very small part in Quantum of Solace. So they've been around. Um, this is definitely Scott Eastwood's first major leading man role. And, you know, he's chosen to play a cowboy. A cowboy without a shirt on sometimes. Sometimes, you say. <laughs> uh, what, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Scott Eastwood, son of Clint. What do you think about him? How, do you, how did you find him in this film?
0: I think he's very handsome. Yeah. And he's very chiseled. He's a little bit stiff, and I don't know if that's his fault, though. I almost feel that the writing is sort of stilted, and it doesn't give mm. him a lot of room, because he has to be a stilt cowboy, whose only thing in life is riding that bull. That's right. And that's really he's a one-track mind. That's all he wants to do, even though he's been injured riding bulls, even though his whole family history shows you should not ride that bull anymore. He's kind of a one-track mind.
1: I actually thought, um, given given the... Fantasy nature of this role, um, you know the, the the small town rodeo rider who's completely gallant and wonderful, and also happens to be completely gorgeous. I thought Scott Eastwood did a pretty good job, and I thought he had a kind of a a vulnerability, a kind of boyish vulnerability to the role that. Almost made me buy it he, he's a sweet
0: old-fashioned guy who likes to he likes to court a woman a certain way
1: you know how they do it down in yeah. uh, North Carolina
0: I wear cowboy boots and I bring flowers I, I make a picnic for you and I serve you a cocktail in a mason jar along the lake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There are these moments where, uh, where Scott Eastwood, when the light catches him just right and he's in the, he's in the right angle, he's just the spitting image of like a young, you know, early 70s Clint Eastwood. And you kind of expect him to say something pithy like, you know, well, do you, punk, or something. But he never does, of course, because as you say, he's got this script to work with. But he's I'd, gorgeous, though. Yeah, he's, he's great looking. I thought he was pretty good in the role. What did you think of uh, the other? Uh, the flashback couple? The flashback couple. The other, the other bit of film royalty we have here, Una Chaplin is... Ruth.
0: I actually thought Una Chaplin was. Uh, she was probably the most appealing person to me in this entire movie. There yeah. was something about her that was very sweet and optimistic and loving.
1: Well, and the the character. It struck me that the character of Ruth is really. Unusual for a Nicholas Sparks novel. I mean, Nicholas Sparks, a,
0: r- a, a refugee, a Jewish refugee yeah, I mean, from she's, World I mean, War II. Yeah,
1: she's a, you know she's a, a Viennese Jew. She's an intellectual. She comes from this very cosmopolitan intellectual High family. Art world. Yeah, and and yet she's landed in this small town in the South, and she's determined to make the most of it, and somehow find that art and that beauty here where she is. Nicholas Sparks doesn't do characters like that. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks has these characters who are these, you know, I, you know war war veteran guys who wind up in some quaint little beach town and start dating the wounded chick, you know, <laughs> and and it's that's not Nicholas Sparks's thing. So, she, I felt that Ruth was very real. She was the most real and alive character in the whole thing, and I felt ultimately that between the two of them. And, betw- and and the direction by a guy named uh, George Tillman Jr., who is the last person you would expect to direct um, a Nicholas Sparks movie. His other movies that you would know are Soul Food and Notorious. Oh, the, uh, really? The, yeah, the rap biopic, Notorious. Um, and yet I thought he did a really good job with this material. I thought it was really sensitively handled. I thought the bull riding scenes were fantastic.
0: I thought things were filmed well and they looked good. Yeah. Rafer, I, I hate to say this, what people want from a Nicholas Sparks movie – it's not just the mechanics of it. They want to cry. They want to feel... You're not crying love in, in this re- movie? No. Were you crying? No, I'm not no. crying. You, you I never mean, cried. Not like you would. No, I just... You want to believe in love. And the story reminds you of why you have to make love work and love can work and just... That's all in there. I... I, I just didn't feel it this time. It wasn't schmaltzy enough. And I'll be darned. It didn't give me that notebook feeling.
1: Oh, I'll be darned. I thought it Frankly, was actually – Frankly, it didn't
0: even give me that safe haven feeling, <laughs> that movie that you hated. <laughs> <laughs> thats the Zac
1: Efron one, right? <laughs> no, that's interesting. I thought it was really – I mean I'm not going to recommend this movie because it's still ultimately when you get down to it, it is still a Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> You know, that ending, <laughs> the ending comes around. I just kind of thought, oh, God.
0: You know what's going to happen, too. It's you like, knew it. No, you see thing it coming happens from miles. with away. Nicholas Sparks is what's happened with M. Night Shyamalan, where it's like, when's the twist going to happen? Exactly. Exactly. And, and now it's almost tiresome. You know, it's like, I, oh, I get it. The twist is about to happen. No, oh, I totally. I see agree. it coming. But that's interesting. I felt
1: that on its own merits, um, the longest ride was an almost okay date for a romance I'm never going to recommend a Nicholas Sparks movie you know, to you but, I, I, I will you know.
0: agree with you it's almost okay in the flashback scenes mm-hmm. the oh you like those scene, better yeah. I like the flashback ones better I thought again Una Chaplin was more appealing yeah um, but all that being said it was so forgettable and it, I, huh. I, it It, it's not a crying date I want a crying date not good enough interesting Sorry. okay All right, let's talk about our other movie with our different generations of people learning from each other, our Noah Baumbach movie. We know Noah Baumbach from The Squid and the Whale, and this time around, he's got While We're Young, starring Ben Stiller, Naomi Watts is his wife, they're a couple in their 40s. Uh, they're childless or child free, which is I think is the PC thing oh, to Child say free is I think that we're right? We're supposed to say child free now. I think so. Okay. And and they befriend a couple that's about fifteen years younger than them. A hipster couple in Bushwick. She is beautiful and carefree. He's artistic, a filmmaker. Here's a clip.
2: We met this interesting couple, Jamie and Darby. He's a young documentarian, and she makes ice cream.
3: I don't know what to make of them, honestly. I like her.
2: They make everything. It's infectious. For about 12 hours, I thought I could build my own desk.
0: Of course she makes artisanal ice cream. Yes. And and, and here's a fun note, Rafer. Maybe you know this. Anybody in New York listening to this, there's this chain of ice cream shops called Ample Hills, Ample Hills has special, while we're young, flavors in honor of this character, played by Amanda Seyfried, who makes artisanal ice cream. I've received two free pints. Yes, so have I. (laughs)
1: Have you? All right. And it was a good thing I opened that package when it came because I had no idea it contained ice cream.
0: Oh, yeah, I did not, sadly. Oh. (laughs) Melted ice cream everywhere. That's what I usually do. But four days later, I say, oh, i got to open my packages. Soupy ice cream. But um, in this movie, we see this clash of young and... Older. I don't know if we should say old, young and old. But... You can say it however you want, Kristen. <laughs> and, and we also have clash between old and old because Naomi Watts and Ben Stiller, the other couples in their lives that they're friends with, are all having babies now. Right. They're all... You know, doing baby yoga class and baby and me music class and baby and me stroller life. Mommy and me, Kristen. Yes. Mommy and me. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. All of that stuff. And, you, and, and, you're, and not, I, you're not in this world. <laughs> well, I am a little bit because my friends are starting to have kids uh, now. yeah. See? Yeah. See? So now that I have all these friends who have either just had kids and are, or are starting to have kids, I see this stuff. I'm around this stuff a fair amount. Gotcha. Um, and so in a way, some of this is like ideal for me. It's like, oh, this is you, Kristen Mindser. This is you. You're the person who's this age who doesn't have kids, and you're surrounded by more and more friends having kids, and maybe you should befriend people 15 years younger, and you should take drugs and um, go to dance parties and Bushwick and do all right. that stuff. And so... Although, by the way, I'm not doing that. I I find that pretty <laughs> irritating. But that's one of my um, issues with this film is it seems to paint such a huge generational difference in just 15 years. Do you think that that's realistic? I mean, I have friends who are 15 years younger and it's not like... They're all taking peyote and going to dance parties, and it's not like I'm just going to mommy and me groups and – you know?
1: I mean I I have had in in recent years uh, cause to come into contact with uh, people in their early to mid-20s, I would say, and they're living the same kind of life that I was living in my early to mid-20s, which is to say – just a kind of discombobulated, carefree, bohemian life where, yeah, you are going out on the weekends and, and taking a bunch of drugs. You are staying out most nights and drinking because you don't have a job where you need to perform at you 200 know, percent the next day. You don't care about that job. It's just – it's a beer money job. And what's more important is going out on the weekends and having fun and having a good time. Um, you know, not, not all 20 early, early 20-somethings were like this. I was. But uh, – <laughs> You know they are like that, and there are generational differences i I feel like the film 's strongest point is when Noah Baumbach really hits these cultural these cultural landmarks and gets gets them exactly exactly right, for instance, the way that adam driver 's character adam driver is the young the young version of ben stiller you know and, and these two kind of bond and adam driver 's character it has got. Tons of vinyl, whereas Ben Stiller is stuck in the CD era. He sold out, you know. He sold all his vinyl, and then he just has CD. And then he realizes, oh, the cool kids are into vinyl. You know, when Naomi Watts is is on her Kindle, Amanda Seyfried is on is reading an actual book. And then there are these things like. Lionel Richie's music is actually good now. No, it's not ironic. ironic?
0: Or do they really like it? I can't tell. I can't
1: tell. I can't tell.
0: (laughs) Are they just playing that because they think that we'll like it because we're old?
1: Right, right. (laughs) Uh, And so there are all these little well-observed moments, I think, that are very funny. Um, I agree
0: with you. And I laughed during those moments, too. I actually laughed quite a bit at certain points. But... But...
1: Uh, Ultimately,
0: what? I felt that... Aside from those moments, I, I felt that there was something lacking with real heart and real realism that spoke to me. I think I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Let's hear what you have to say about that. I think what wind, what winds up happening in this
1: movie is uh, – the, the, so, so Ben Stiller's character is also a documentary filmmaker and a, and a semi-well-known one in a kind of a culty small way. And that's what initially attracts Adam Driver's character to him. Adam Driver is making his own documentary. Um, and so it, kind of late in the film, you realize that there's this generational divide between them that is philosophical. Um, ben Stiller believes more in the in Albert Mazel's very traditional voice of objectivity, voice of God kind of documentary. Adam Driver comes from this kind of Lucy goosey Morgan Spurlock, uh, you know, Andrew Jarecki uh, kind of documentary school, which is where you've got a point of view and an agenda and you're doing it. And it, the truth Timelines, facts, these kind of things don't matter that much. I, I sort of understood that, but it that's more of an intellectual difference, and I didn't get the emotional difference mm. between the two. That, that didn't come through. All the cultural references, the worldviews. Things like that—that I—that I appreciated. I also appreciated, you know, like all of Noah Baumbach's references are my references. You know, Ben Stiller's best friend is played by Adam Horovitz, who was a former Beastie Boy. And mm-hmm. you know, the the when they go to an ayahuasca ceremony, the um, the shaman is the ayahuasca, de- the ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony is hilarious, right? <laughs> people it's, who don't know
0: that's a drug that you get enlightened. You take it and you just barf like crazy, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: a, so, and the, which is also a good point, right? Twas ever thus, right? Oh no, no one's ever done that in the past. Do you know what I mean? Oh, is that the new thing? Take you, like that's that's hilarious, right? It was like when raves came out. I was like, wait, let me get this straight. You're staying out all night and taking drugs and dancing to music i've never I'm,
0: been done i 'm pretty sure I did of- that
1: i 'm almost positive, <laughs> so that kind of stuff's funny and the, and like I was going to say, the Shaman is uh, Dean Wareham from uh, Galaxy Five hundred and Luna, and the music <laughs> is by James Murphy, and you know so on and so on and so on. I love all this stuff, but like you, i didn't feel like it got me kind of in an emotional way and really made me feel like ooh. I know what it's like to get old. You know, ooh, mm-hmm. this movie captured it. This movie this movie got it, and it got me. Do you also, know what I mean?
0: Yes, there was that. And then also toward the end, I felt that the movie fell apart, and I won't say how, but I feel that the it ultimate does. solution- It does, yeah. It reminded me of This is 40. Well, our only way out of this situation is we're this. caught between these two worlds. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. I just felt that it was a cop out in the end. I think that he just didn't know what to do with his characters by the end. I think that's right. I think that's right. And that was a shame because it could have resulted in some better satire that would have turned into major chuckles or hit home in a different way if he knew what to do in the end with his characters. And he didn't. So I'm going to say that while we're young, it's a so-so date. You'll laugh a little bit, and um, and that's about it.
1: I would say that I thought while we're young was a very funny date, but it wasn't. It wasn't the great oh my God, this really is just perfect date that I want it to be. But I did like the movie.
0: All right, well, stay with us, because coming up we'll be talking about another generation gap, the generation gap between Kristen Stewart and Juliette Benoche in The Clouds of Sils Maria. And Kristen Stewart actually sat down with me and told me all about that. So stay with us.
3: Movie Date is supported
0: by the movie music stream at yourclassical.org, a new site for expertly curated streams, unique programs, and relevant features to promote calm and focus. Click to discover a soundtrack for every moment of your day, whether it's filled with adventure, romance, intrigue, or quiet contemplation. Find a steady stream for your epic scenes with movies at yourclassical.org.
1: I'm Rafer Guzman. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is Movie Date.
0: A reminder to folks out there, you can always visit us at facebook.com slash Podcast. And while you're there, check out the notice about an upcoming event Rafer and I are hosting.
1: That's right. We're going to be at Brick in Brooklyn. Uh, another trivia night for us. This will be uh,
0: Love in Brooklyn in the movies. Oh, yes. It's so wonderful falling in love in Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I was about to say something about the Borough of Kings, but I'm I'm not gonna go oh, there. I'm hey. not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> but you know what we're gonna do instead? We're gonna we're gonna talk with Kristen Stewart. She's in this new movie called The Clouds of Sils Maria, which she won the Cesar Award for, Rafer. That is the equivalent of the Oscar in France, and she's right. the first American woman ever in history It's pretty amazing to get this award. Isn't that shocking? That is amazing. Now I know you love her, Rafer, because your first time ever on a movie poster with a poll quote was for Twilight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not true. But I do have a soft spot in my heart for Kristen Stewart.
0: Hold on, I thought you were on the Twilight poster. I was
1: on the Twilight poster, but it was. I'm just saying it wasn't the first time.
0: Oh, sorry. I'd, about I'd, been, that.
1: On, I'd been on many many a movie poster before that. Oh, oh you know me. You I know apologize.
0: Me, I apologize, Rafer. I the thought first that was one, your first actually, one. the
1: very 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 first one ever was uh, Dead Man Walking.
0: Oh, that's impressive, mm-hmm. Rafer. In the
1: Bay Area, if you were in the Bay Area in the in the 90s, you would have seen my quote on the billboards. Okay, that's super impressive. The only quote, by the way.
0: Wow, and oh, I was and minute. I was an intern. I hope you kept that poster. Huh. No, I'd
1: have to. i have to keep the actual billboard. That's the only one I could. I could. <laughs> that I would be able to have.
0: But you did think highly of Twilight enough so that you're on that poster as well. <laughs> we've been following Kristen Stewart's career for a while, reef well, I know. We've, we've seen her in a lot of movies, everything from Panic Room to Adventureland, Still Alice. Yeah, and yeah, this last year has been a huge year for her, being in more serious movies like Camp X Ray, which is a Guantanamo uh-huh, Bay movie. That's right. Movie. Um, so, I sat down with her. Rafer, we're sorry you couldn't join us, but I sat down with her to talk about what's happened in her career in the past. And this new movie, The Clouds of Sils Maria, where she and Juliette Binoche are playing off of each other, where Juliette Binoche is an internationally famous movie star. She's older. She's grappling with what it means to be an older actress. And Kristen Stewart's playing her personal assistant. You can't be as accomplished as
3: you are and as well-rounded as an actress as you are. And still expect to hold on to the privileges of you. it just doesn't work like that. Oh. So I'm allowed to not be old as long as I don't want to be young. Is that it? Yeah. I don't know. I guess so.
0: Yes. Totally. Well put. And then one other character gets thrown into the mix. Chloe Grace Moretz is playing the equivalent of... Would you say she's kind of a Lindsay Lohan sort of character?
1: <laughs> <laughs> sort of an, sort of an all about Eve. Kind she's sort of, of a uh, car
0: wreck of a person who the paparazzi is all always chasing, and she's yeah. always on drugs, and and she's kind of an all about Eve, exactly. So we talked with Kristen about that, and she started off just by telling us about how she saw this movie and what it was about to her.
3: I think uh, the movie says a number of things, and. Um, What was really sort of obvious to me in the beginning was really attractive was the dynamic between these two women and how sort of um, indulgently it explores it. It's literally, you know, much of the movie, like an hour and a half of it, is just the two of us sitting and talking and rehearsing this play. And um, it sort of uh, reflects on the surface nature of the business in this ironic kind of funny way that is fun for me to um, speak about sort of really candidly with the sort of like mouthpiece as a for you know as a as a character um, was interesting and uh um, i usually just say you know it's 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 about this business and sort of a personal look at an actress and how much her job takes from her and sort of how she gets herself back and how she retains herself and you know aging in this business just being a woman and um And, uh, you know, the different perspective that a younger uh, person who's not in the business might offer somebody who's completely entrenched in that sort of really esoteric world.
0: But there's also another character who's younger, played by Chloe Grace Moretz, who is in the business. And it's almost like an all about Eve sort of thing. But Chloe Grace Moretz's character, interestingly, is reminiscent of how. The tabloids used to actually follow you around and her character is being followed around by the tabloids everywhere and has to dodge them and so on. Uh, Did that give you any horrible flashbacks to
3: your Twilight days? (laughs) I I thought it was funny and weird and interesting to sort of open it up to the world. And there was a possibility that I might play the Joanne part instead of the assistant part. And initially it was like, you know, there it's a sort of it would have been in that case a bit of like me making a satire of myself in my own situation. And so it was good that she could do it and she could really push it and make it crazy and, and like go there. Um, but yeah, there were definitely times where I was like, well, I'm glad it's you and not me.
0: <laughs> now,
3: something you were just
0: mentioning earlier was how women are treated in Hollywood and the roles of women and aging and so on. And do you feel that we're in a good time right now for women in Hollywood? Do you feel that there are more challenges and there are more hoops to jump through as a woman at this time?
3: I mean, I, I can only speak to my own experience, really, um, uh, in in terms of speaking to it personally. Um, but I think I'm insanely lucky at this point. I have so much in front of me and I'm you know incredibly challenged. And I think that it's it is more challenging for a woman, undeniably, to you know find things that are bold and um you know things that are new things that feel unique and um you know it's it's definitely uh you know not 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 to speak to get it like any sympathy but it is more of a struggle but that's uh it's always been harder for women in in every aspect every avenue of of life really and so this is uh i think there's there's good work to be had there there are good stories to be told i think it's just um it takes a woman who wants to find it to really go out and find it um, but, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's tougher, you know, undeniably.
0: And you've actually had some really complex, unusual roles in the past year or so. Still, Alice opposite Julianne Moore was about early onset Alzheimer's. Camp X-Ray was about Guantanamo Bay. Did you select these serious roles as a way to get away from the image some might have of you from Twilight? Or did Twilight even
3: factor into your thinking? I, I absolutely never made, you know, um tactful choices in order to separate myself from um Twilight. That just, you know, it was a really long period of time, like a huge part of my life. And um everything that I've been attracted to since has been quite varied and I've just been, you know, um I don't know, they those projects in this world, they stick out. Uh they they, you know, the the ones that are, that seem different that really say something um And I feel like every time I read something like that, I jump on it as if it's as if it's this like precious thing that might go away. Um, So I've I've found a few things in the last two, three years recently um, that have been really incredible. And I've been honestly, it's uh, something that in in this position, people go, oh, you're you're trying to greenlight projects and how are you maneuvering your career and how would you like to shape it and what would you like to do? And I've just gotten really lucky. I've been called by really immensely talented and interesting people to help them make their movies.
0: And and most of this transition has been pretty great as far as going from child actor to teen actor to adult actor, I'd say. I mean, we always are seeing car wrecks of cases where a child actor just completely becomes unraveled trying to make it into the teen or adult world. And you started off really young. A lot of people know, knew you for the first time when you did Panic Room with Jodie Foster, who also was a child actor who became a very, very successful actor as an adult. Do you ever uh, go to her or go to other um, co-stars of yours and ask for advice on how to make those transitions?
3: I've I've absolutely been shaped by the people I've grown up with. And luckily. Um And and crazily enough, it has been people like her. And um, I've looked to people like Julianne and Juliet recently. And, you know, it's never direct advice giving. These women are just, uh, you know, they're role models. and, And I think that the one thing that they all have in common is that they really love what they do. And it's worth protecting. And it's all about finding that balance. Kristen Stewart, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me.
0: That is Kristen Stewart, star of The Clouds of Sils Maria opposite Juliette Binoche. And, of course, we know her from Twilight, Adventureland, Panic Room, Camp X-Ray, and Still Alice, which was also out this year. Rafer, let's move on to trivia.
1: Let's do it. So last week we've been talking about Furious 7, which disappointed you. Kristen, because you didn't think it was fast enough. There was no fast in the title, You're... but I
0: did enjoy it more than the other movies in okay. the series. That's I did. Right. I just, you did. yeah. That, that, so I will say that, but maybe that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that is, that is faint praise. That is faint praise. So we'd been talking about Furious Seven, which of course is a car racing movie filled with cars doing extraordinary things. That made us think of another, you might say, similar movie. We played this clip.
2: Now we're going eye on your friend in the bag, my dear. I'm going to squash him.
0: You're doing terrific, Erby. But don't make it
2: look
1: too easy. Play it smart. We asked you to name that movie about cars doing extraordinary things, and we got this answer.
2: Hi, this is Jeff Gingrich calling from South Orange, New Jersey. I have an answer for the trivia question and a story. Um, this weekend, my new husband and I were driving uh, with our kids, on our little family honeymoon, and we had a bunch of coincidences happen. We were driving through the Catskills, and we started talking about Rip Van Winkle, then found the story and listened to it on the radio, and then passed over Rip Van Winkle Bridge, So that was kind of cool that we got to do that. Um, We were also entertaining the kids in the car playing travel games, like uh, the alphabet game. And uh, we played Padiddle and told the story of my my, uh, friend Abby who broke her finger playing Padiddle. And we also talked the boys punch buggy, you know, where you point out the uh, VW cars and you screen punch buggy red, and then you punch the person next to you lightly, of course, but that got out of hand. Anyways, um, we also happened to talk about the movie that had a punch buggy in it, and I told the kids about it and said I didn't think it was very good. But anyways, I believe the answer to your trivia question this week is Herbie the love Bug. So, um,
0: yeah, it's a week of coincidences instances for me. Thanks for the great show and I'll listen to you next week. Bye. Jeff, we love we love this honeymoon road trip with your husband and kids. Wow. That I know. It's like a fun ride. I yeah. know.
1: And who would have thought Herbie the Love Bug would have come up?
0: Yeah, Herbie the Love Bug. Punch Buggy. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Anyway, thank you for calling in. You can always call in five seven one seven movies. Or you can also write to us at Facebook.com/slash date podcast, even though Rafer hates that. He wants your phone messages. He likes I do. your voices. I'm saying you can do either. Do that also with this week's trivia question. So throughout today's show, we've been talking about older people, younger people, and a lot of movies over the years have played with these themes of youth versus age and have even let some of the characters be both, be young, be old, go back in time and be young. Here's a clip of one of those movies. What happened to us? I mean, how come we never stayed friends?
2: I don't know, I forget. No, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, I can pretty much peg it to your 13th birthday party. Uh, you were in the closet playing that game, what is it, spin the Raven? The seven
3: minutes in heaven and everybody dish, and that is the last thing I remember.
2: Look, we don't have to get in here, this. this is such a long time ago, it really doesn't matter anymore. It
3: matters to me. Just to
0: me. If you know the name of that movie, reach out to us. As Rafer was saying, call us at 5717movies. Or you can write to us at facebook.com slash
1: podcast. I was once
2: a young man. I grew beans on the land. I wore a scarf. I drove a truck. Teeth were good, I had good